when we have this wound, it's never going to be enough. Like no matter what you do, you're going to work and work and work and like receive and receive and receive and you're never actually going to be able to sit and actually receive it. You're just going to experience it and be very like disassociated from what's happening. It's like you achieve all these things, but you don't like really feel it, you know, or maybe you feel it for like a moment and then it's like back on to the next thing. Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hey guys, it's Jordana. Welcome back to the Mindful Method Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the darker side of the type A personality. So first off, I just want to explain that I am a classic type A and a Virgo. So this rigidness, this productivity, this overachiever, the perfectionism, the overly logical side is literally ingrained inside of me. For many, many years, it's actually saved my ass. So even when I was an addict and I barely went to school, I could still write tests and do well enough to pass. When I actually pay attention and focus in on school and honestly to probably an obsessive place, I am a 98% average. I'm class representative, valedictorian with these overachieving and perfectionist complex. It sounds very glorified and this isn't to brag, trust me, (laughs) because actually it's only led me down a road that's made me more disconnected with who I am and my truth and continue to allow me to self-abandon. And all just so, maybe one day, Daddy will love and approve of me. But let's leave that there and just move on to the facts. So where it started to really fall apart for me was in realizing how physically drained and sick and not in tune with myself I was. The more I wanted to achieve, the harder I had to work to get it, right? And so by doing so, we're ignoring basic body signals to the point where I just really didn't even hear them anymore. I genuinely thought that, you know, waking up for 6 a.m. boot camps was the only way for me to be happy, lean, etc. I prided myself in the 6 a.m. boot camps, running faster, longer, and more frequently than anyone else around me. And of course, I crashed. Like, <laughs> duh. And so many of the women who are in my programs fall into this type A category. And I see these these tendencies over and over again. And so I just thought I would share it with my entire community because I'm sure a lot of you guys listening can resonate with what I'm saying. And I want you to know that it doesn't have to be this way. You know, if your entire identity is really built around routine or discipline or outperforming yesterday's personal record or like why even bother, you know, When I realized how misaligned this made me, I knew something had to change. So in the beginning, when I was working through this with some of my mentors or healers, I was super resistant because if I wasn't waking up at 6 a.m. or getting the best mark in my studies, like who the fuck was I? It just, it, it was so deeply ingrained in my identity. 
But ultimately, the journey through letting go of this perfectionist and becoming more aware of the type A, um, and, and and even, you know, now it's, it's I'm not like fully a type B or a type C, but we're like an 8.5. <laughs> um, but it's been one of the most valuable experiences I've ever gone through. And so I hope you guys find this interesting. And if you are also in this category, maybe a Virgo, maybe even a Capricorn, or just even a type A, this episode is really for you. So the darker side of the type A personality. The first thing is that if you're a type A, your worth is often tied to your work or your performance. The main difference between self-esteem or self-worth is self-esteem is like what we think about our job, what we think about our appearance, what we think about our friends, how much money we're making. It's like what we think about all these things. Self-worth is if we take away all that shit, if we take away the good looks, the A pluses, the salary that you're getting, like what's left, right? If we take everything away, are we still worthy? And I think a lot of people that come to me are really coming to me to work on that self-worth concept because if you truly believed that you were like worthy of everything without having to work or there having to be an action attached to it then you would just manifest everything that you desire right like life would be easy you wouldn't self-sabotage like why would you sabotage something you truly 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 loved it doesn't make sense right and so although a lot of people are coming to me for food behaviors like we're really working on this like self-worth okay But if you have your worth tied to your work or your worth tied to your performance, this is a very masculine energy. This is very daddy wound um, or father wound issue. It can be definitely related to the mother wound, especially if we had overly critical mothers. However, there's a lot of like masculine energy in this. So even if it is a mother wound, then likely your mother or from a generation through your lineage was influenced by the masculine energy or male that was a perfectionist or had... um, high uh, expectations okay but if your worth is tied to your work then you're always gonna have to work hard (laughs) you know and it's just like there's nothing wrong with putting effort into things like there really does need to be this balance of the masculine and the feminine where the masculine is this action based and the feminine is really like sitting back and receiving and just being like we can't just be fully in our feminine we can't be fully in our masculine we need to have that balance but I think there's a, there's a big difference between, you know, I'm taking a line to action. So I have an idea or I have a desire and I, I feel this little nudge from my intuition to do something about it versus like if I don't learn everything about this one topic or if I don't push myself or if I'm not working 12 hours a day, then like I'm not going to receive or I'm not worthy. And the problem with this is, and I'll speak for my sp- for myself, but I got myself into this place where if I if I couldn't maintain it anymore, if I had to take a rest day or a sick day, I felt like shit about myself. And that's because like my worth, especially growing up, was always tied to my performance or my work. And so when we have this wound, it's never going to be enough. Like no matter what you do, you're going to work and work and work and like receive and receive and receive and you're never actually going to be able to sit and actually receive it. You're just going to experience it and be very like disassociated from what's happening. It's like you achieve all of these things, but you don't like really feel it, you know, or maybe you feel it for like a moment and then it's like back on to the next thing. But it's never going to be enough because you are never going to be enough if you have this wound. And the catastrophe 
of having to like slow down or rest or when the body says absolutely not, like no more, I can't, there's I have nothing left, it's going to mentally kill you. I know I had to learn the hard way and I just, I want to help you guys not have to learn that way, you know, um, or what will happen, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it's like when you slow down, your brain is then like looking for its next, next fix. So this is where we started to get this is where we start to get into these like addictive tendencies. It's like, oh, I have a minute to myself. Like, let me just fill up my schedule or I have a minute to myself. Like now I need to like need external validation. So I want something sweet. I want something salty. I want something crunchy. Or now I'm going to drink a glass of wine, whatever it is. You can't just like sit in that stillness, right? It's like the brain is wired for this chaos or this productivity rather than just being able to be. Okay. The second thing is are we really being overproductive or are we escaping? You know, most of my dear client overachievers are also desperately hiding from themselves. They convince themselves of their worth through productivity and ever so strategically never have the time to actually turn inward and be in silence with themselves. For those of you who've struggled with addiction, when you are sober, or I'll speak for myself here again, but you know, when I went from being an addict to being like sober in quotations, there was almost this tendency to need to prove something. Like I had to prove I'm a good citizen. This like this very proving energy of like, I'm going to be the best and I'm going to like undo everything anyone's ever thought about me. Um, But it's this convincing energy, this convincing attitude. But the problem here is that the same emotional dysregulation that led you to the drugs or alcohol or food is leading you to this overproductivity, (laughs) you know? That's like being a type A is just another form of addiction that is socially acceptable. And the funny thing about the type A personality is you convince yourself you're like such a good person. You're like, look how hard I work. And it almost becomes this like badge of honor. Like I work the hardest and so then I deserve this piece of cake. I deserve X, Y, Z, you know? But ultimately it is another form of escape and as long as you are filling up your schedule with a whole bunch of shit, you never actually have time to like learn to really love yourself when you're not being productive. You never can like sit with the pain of how you feel when you're not productive or when you're alone. And if you were to, even just for a moment, the feelings of how long you have engaged in self-abandonment would start to surface. And that's when we start to escape again. That's when it's like, oh, you know, I'll just pick up this book and start reading this book finally. Or I will add, take on another client. Or, you know, like now I actually need to make more money. If you're an entrepreneur, then this won't resonate with you. But it was like, well, 100K isn't enough. Like now we have to scale and scale and scale and scale. Like when is it actually ever going to be enough, you know? And so the third thing and the final thing really here is understanding this element of self-abandonment and self-abandonment sounds really extreme and it is it is pretty extreme Uh, but it's so subtle in how we do it especially if you grew up with like people around you who are people pleasers so my mom is like the biggest people pleaser in the world she's amazing and everybody in her community and our community love her everyone's always like oh my god your mom she's so amazing she cooks for everyone she's so generous and it's like yeah I saw time and time again, I watched her continue to self-abandon to the point where the only 
way that she would be receiving, like feel good about herself is through doing things for other people. And it's like very martyr syndrome. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely and everything. Like we can give, but should we be continuing to give if it's at the expense of ourselves, you know? Hi babes. I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, the mindful method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, if you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And a meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day and every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. So anyways, this self-abandonment, type A people essentially self-abandon over and over again you you may initially hear like if we think back we may hear that like oh I'm tired or I desire a piece of that cake or you know I actually don't have the capacity to take on this project but because you're so desperate to feel valuable you're going to abandon your own needs you're going to abandon yourself and take on whatever task you're presented with so that you can like synthetically derive this temporary validation so that somebody can be like oh my gosh that Jordana look how amazing she is she always comes through great work whatever get an A plot like whatever it is for you right it's like oh yes now I can I'm seen as being reliable if I pull through every time when in reality like maybe you just want to sit on your couch and watch friends rather than like going to pick up somebody from the train station I'm, I'm making up situations but I think you guys get it But the most common and unnoticed addiction is this temporary validation or acceptance Right. This means that you're going to search or do things externally in order to be able to validate your worth or yourself or receive validation from others. So what this really looks like is it looks like it feels really good to be able to be there for somebody else. It feels really good to take on that additional client. It feels really good to like have the money to take my family on vacation. But if everything that I'm doing is so that somebody else can be like, good job or like manipulate the way other people see me or so that I can feel valuable, then actually my self-worth is contingent on doing something. 
And this really went unnoticed for me for so long because I struggled with addiction. So I I felt like such a fucking loser for so long. I was like, oh, like what's wrong with me? Like I never pull through. I'm so unreliable. I'm flaky. I'm whatever. I don't ever put myself first to this like other extreme of like proving energy, like showing up, like being the best at everything. And so it was really hidden in like, look how amazing I am. This is my badge of honor. When in reality the emotional state is the exact fucking same in the addiction of the drugs and alcohol and in the overachieving. It's still this very, very low level of I do not like myself. (laughs) And so therefore, if I don't like myself, I'm gonna have to do, continue to work hard, do things in order to receive validation from others or even just validate myself that I'm worthy. And if we think if we think about something like, you know, the 6 a.m. boot camp example, like 6 a.m. boot camp is for nobody else. It was for me, of course. It's like, well, this is how I, you know, get time alone. You, I can rationalize it any way I want. Like, this is my time in the morning away from my family. It's moving my body. It's, it's, it's honoring myself. But the truth is, if every morning I'm going and pushing myself as hard as I can so that I could earn my own acceptance or validation when I wasn't able to do the 6 a.m. boot camp or when I would fall or get sick or whatever, then I would feel like garbage. I would like ruminate about, like feel guilty all day. And it's just like, oh, then tomorrow I have to push harder, right? And then we fall into these cycles of becoming reliant on the doing something in order to be worthy Therefore, without it, there's this massive void. And it's actually in that void that we're going to find all of the answers and we're going to be able to raise our self-worth despite what our actions are. It is really this overproductivity, this type A personality is just a temporary fix to a much deeper issue, right? The temporary fix fix is like this acceptance. It's like, oh, I, I will be accepted. I'm a valuable member of society. I will accept myself and I'm a good person, I work really hard, or like other people are going to validate me. Other people are going to want to hang out with me. They can rely on me. And the antecedent for this, or the the trigger, like is this low self-worth, this social anxiety, this desperate need to fit in to survive, which is a very primitive thing. Like I'm not not (laughs) blaming anyone here. I'm openly saying I get it. Like this is wired in me. It's a very primitive and adaptable thing to want to fit into a group. And so being able, like wanting or desiring to assert yourself and this is my value in this community, in this group, whether it's in school or a workplace or within your family is totally fine and normal. But it's just when it's contingent, when your worth is contingent on that, then without that, without asserting yourself, without pushing, you're kind of left with nothing. And that's where we start to see these like addictive tendencies with food or other coping mechanisms or even just like continuing to fill up your schedule until you burn out. Yeah, because we are very desperate for acceptance like all humans are. And the average person is willing to do almost anything to get it, like to deny your own needs, lie to themselves or others, create these illusional states, like continue to stay broke, look for external validation rather than cultivating it from within. If this is how you're wiring the brain, then you're also going to be setting this perfect stage for temporary fixes and many other mechanisms, right? So it's like you just find a replacement, you just fill the void. So like food is a replacement for love or connection. You're gonna keep manifesting toxic relationships, keep people pleasing, vaping, whatever it is. 
And when we can let go of the type A personality, there is a lot of healing that needs to happen. When I meet my clients and I'm like, okay, yes, I get it. Waking up and doing a high intensity workout is something you really love about yourself. And also your hormones are a disaster. And so your body's not going to release the weight unless it learns to be safe. So pushing yourself or denying your needs is literally teaching the body to hold on to weight. When I have this conversation with them, they're like, oh, but like, uh, then I'll just, you know, I think the fear is that if they don't continue to do it, then they're afraid they're going to what? Like let go of themselves, lose control, you know? I want you to imagine you lived with somebody who continually denied your needs. They literally said things to you like, you're not good enough, push harder, you're not worthy unless you prove yourself. Ugh, yikes, yucky energy. You're going to need to develop trust with yourself when we let go of the perfectionist. Your body especially, but and your mind is going to need to learn to trust you and itself in order to actually hear your true signals again. Like it's not like, okay, one day you decide to sleep in for the gym and it's all solved. Like no, it's we have to really break down this entire construct. Um, You know, I have a, a client, she's amazing. She is a therapist and so she, I was I did a one-on-one session with her yesterday and I was like, can you show me your schedule? <laughs> and I was mortified because not only is she a therapist, but it's her business, right? So she, she has many, many employees and her schedule looked like she was an employee. Like there was no breaks, no time. And she's sitting there crying to me about how depleted and unfulfilled she feels. And, and I'm like, yeah, well, duh. Like you have literally zero space for yourself. And I think most people are afraid. She's like, well, you know, I booked off Monday afternoon and maybe I'll have a nap. <laughs> like, okay, that is a good start. But that's definitely not solving this problem. And, you know, it's really easy to tell yourself the story of I'm not good enough because for an hour in bed, you, you scroll TikTok rather than using your fucking Peloton that you spent all this money on. Right? And you just like scroll TikTok and you're like, well, fuck, like I should have gone on my Peloton. See, I am a failure. I'm whatever. It's really actually easy to tell yourself that story rather than creating the recognition around if you weren't so burnt out and if you actually honored your true needs, it would be very easy to get up and use that Peloton. And that's kind of what my program is, especially the mindful method is, is, Helping people really understand that your body's not out to get you. Your mind is not out to get you. When we can create this really, really deep coherence and self-trust between the body and the mind, if you desire to use the Peloton, you just do it. Not because you have to, (laughs) no, because you genuinely want to. But don't villainize yourself when you're burnt out, tired, unfulfilled. You haven't listened to yourself. You continue to people, please. Don't villainize yourself for scrolling on TikTok. Because of course, like you have nothing left for yourself. You have not trained the brain to put your own needs and priorities first. So like no shit. Of course, you're going to be like, oh, I'll do that later. And you're just going to continue to like deny your needs, deny your desires, all of the things until one day you wake up and you're like, wow, I've spent all this money on weight loss programs and XYZ and I'm still overweight, you know? So most people are afraid to let go of being the type A because they're afraid if they stop controlling or pushing, they're just going to like lose control somehow, you know, or like let themselves go. I can't stress enough how opposite 
it is. It's just there is a period in the beginning where you need to kind of like break down and reestablish that self-trust. But once you do, you're going to teach your body and your mind that you are already worthy. When we literally increase that self-worth and self-value despite your actions, you don't have to fucking work so hard. You just receive at the new frequency that you are. Like none of this low frequency bullshit comes through. You know, you're just like, no, no, no. I'm actually, my standard for myself is so high that like I would never manifest a, t- a fuck boy. My standard for myself is so high that like I, I actually would not manifest a salary below whatever it is. My standard for myself is so high that it actually becomes very easy to treat myself well. I genuinely want the salad over the chocolate bar. But you're never going to be able to get there if we keep approaching it from this like have to place. There's actually a really good study done. um, I believe Andrew Huberman talked about it in his podcast, but it was done with rats where they had, um, or gerbils or something where, you know, these, these animals, they love to spin on the wheel. They love to. And so when you put them in a cage where they have, they have the option. It's like they have the wheel, they have a couple of other things to play with. They're spinning on that wheel the majority of the day. When you put an animal in a cage where it has no other option but to spin on that wheel, so there's nothing else available but that wheel in the cage and it's very small and they have to spin on the wheel, they stop spinning. And so if you're approaching these, you know, badges of honor, the the A plus at school, the 6 a.m. boot camp every day from this place of I have to and not I want to, you're actually accomplishing much less than you would as if you had, you gave yourself the freedom to make the choice for yourself. Okay. You're going to be able to hear true hunger and true full signals. You can say bye to overeating. Like that, the eating food is a coping mechanism. It's not the real problem. So like you're not going to need to overeat if you can hear I'm full, right? The body's going to trust you again. So it's not going to need to hold on to all this excess fat just in case because it doesn't feel like it's in fucking danger all the time. You can recover from burnout. You can heal dis-ease, right? Like dysregulation or imbalances in the body is really just a signal from the body telling you, hey, something's wrong here. And you just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And like, it's just like, try to speak louder. Now something bigger is happening. And if you continue to ignore it, like then you're going to fall, right? Um, But most importantly, you're going to be able to attract peace, balance, and freedom back into your life. And we all fucking deserve that. Stop working so hard. You just don't need to. So let this be a little love letter to all my type A's. I see you. I understand. I promise there is an easier way. You deserve to rest. And if you don't, (laughs) the body will manifest something that forces you to. So wake the fuck up and start valuing yourself more. All right. If you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Send it to a friend who might need it. And I will catch you on another episode of the Mindful Method podcast. Bye.